beautiful friends, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and today I'm going to be answering a specific question that someone asked on Instagram. So guys, when you guys message me on Instagram different questions, or if I'm outright saying, hey, what do you want to hear on the podcast? I listen. I listen because I created this podcast for you. Obviously, it's for me too because I get a lot of joy and a lot of excitement out of creating these solo cast episodes and interviewing people. Like it brings me so much joy. Ever since starting this podcast, I made like a solemn swear to myself that it will always be for my enjoyment and I don't put any rules or regulations or strict things around it because I let it be like my playtime. And you know, the ironic part of it is it's the one area of my business that continues to grow and continues to connect with women on such a deep level and men. I actually get a lot of messages from men, not nearly as much as women because I'm obviously aiming this and speaking towards the ladies. But one of the... uh, One of my friends on Instagram, she has a business um, and she's lovely. And she sent a message because I asked, I said, what do you want to hear on the podcast? What, how can I support you? What things are you struggling with? So I also want to extend that to you. If you're listening to this right now, go send me a message, Kelsey Lowe show and say, Hey, I would love to hear more about X, Y, and Z on the podcast, especially if it's something that you are currently experiencing or struggling with. Just put it out there, right? Allow yourself to receive something by giving to me more insight. So what she said that she was needing support with is she wrote money blocks, feeling like I need to give so much or so much more energy in order to receive. And I think that's such a good um, a good question, okay? So I just want to share a little bit about my relationship with money and how it's evolved over the years. And that's right, I said relationship. We get to look at money as a relationship. It's this currency, it's this energy, and this is really important. I need you to hear this. It's neutral. It's not positive, it's not negative, it's neutral. And we need to start to evaluate some of the stories we've grown up with around money. Oftentimes, I know for me, I always grew up hearing, money doesn't grow on trees. Where do you think we're going to get that from? You know, if I, <clears throat> or if I ask for something, they're like, oh, you got a job? You know, different things like that. And I remember I was so motivated, 15 and a half years old. I was out there doing applications because I knew I could do it before I was 16 because I was so determined to get a job because I wanted to be able to have money to be able to spend how I wanted it. And to be honest, when I was 16, I wanted uh, the, my very first paycheck. <laughs> I worked at Jamba Juice in like 2000, I don't know, seven, 2006, 2005. I don't know. My very first job was at Jamba Juice. And I remember my first paycheck of like two shifts. It was exactly $50. And I remember calling my friend being like, I got my first paycheck. Let's go buy marijuana. <laughs> Just being totally honest, I remember my first paycheck, I spent the entire thing, like literally every single bit of it, on a big bag of marijuana. Those were my priorities when I was 15 and a half. So, but as my, <laughs> that's just a little funny story that I want to share. Um, but as as I continued to go, I remember I was like, well, I want another job. Well, I want another job. Well, I want another job. Because I was like, I have more things I want to do. I have time that I could spend. I enjoyed working. I've always enjoyed it. Especially the jobs where I was able to talk to people all day. So a lot of my early jobs were in retail. But always growing up, when I was 16, while I was also doing that, I was also um, painting, and I loved painting. And then I got into creating spoon jewelry. That's right. Creating spoon jewelry because 
I was passionate about it. It was fun. And so I was like, wow, I could sell this. I could sell this stuff. And I remember getting invited to an art fair. And that's where a lot of this kind of entrepreneurial stuff started for me. It wasn't so much entrepreneurial as much as it was, I loved creating. I loved being artistic. I loved making things. And from start to finish, especially with paintings, because of being like a former procrastinator, if you resonate with being a procrastinator, you know how sweet and delicious the feeling is of starting something from beginning to end. So most of my paintings only took me an hour max because I wanted to complete them. I wasn't going to let it sit and go back to it later because I knew myself that I wouldn't go back to it. So when I first started selling jewelry and selling these paintings, and then I would go to Goodwill and I would buy these old picture frames and spray paint them and like staple gun chicken wire on them so you could put them on the wall to hang your earrings. Like I was MacGyver, all these different things that you can come up with and make and sell, I would do. So, but I remember my pricing being so low, okay? So, so, so low. Like this huge painting of this peacock feather, I remember I had it listed for $35 and it was gorgeous, this big, huge picture. And this girl walked up and she's like, wow, that is so beautiful, but honey, why is it so low? Like I thought there was going to be a one in front of that 35, like 135. She's like, you really should change it. Change it to $50 at least. I'm like, okay. So I changed it to $50. That same girl came back and she's like, I would like to buy that painting, you know? And so it was just this really cool moment of someone seeing the value of my art more than I did and was also willing to pay for it. And I will never forget that moment. And I also remember her being kind of awkward because maybe she thought I was going to go back to the original price. But I'm like, no, girl, you already gave me permission. Like, that's what I was thinking in my mind. But the, the awkwardness of selling things was so uncomfortable for me because in my mind, I just wanted to create it. I just wanted to have fun with it. But of course, when we sell it, it just brings this full circle of giving and receiving. You're giving so much to create this, and then you're allowing the receiving end to be open as well. And so when it comes down to money blocks, we got to look at where are we giving, where are we receiving? Um, And then the time where things really changed, it was, you know, flash forward almost 10 years later, and I was making crystal jewelry. So when I first started this business three years ago, The first year of my business, I was showing up every day online, but I wasn't making any money yet. I was substitute teaching on the side. I was selling crystal jewelry because I've been obsessed with crystals. Uh, When I, I used to live in Peru in 2015, I lived there for six months and I learned about crystals. I learned about quartz and calcite and labradorite and moonstone. And I learned about the metaphysical properties of them. And I was just so curious because it was just so beautiful. And like the way that I view it is God doesn't make anything by accident. So why would he make these beautiful, precious stones that actually hold a vibration that if they're put back in the right conditions, they will continue to grow. How cool is that? So I learned how to do wire wrapping. And so I was at this craft fair it was like this concert, but then you can also set up a, you know, a booth. And this was about three, four years ago. And I was selling crystal jewelry and this little girl walks up. Okay. And my jewelry was gorgeous. I'm just, I'm just going to say that my display was beautiful. I had this purple velvet, like it looked beautiful. And this girl that she was probably like eight or nine years old. And she walked up and she's like, Oh my gosh, these are so beautiful. She's like, are these real crystals? And, and I was like, yeah. She's like, well, then why are they so cheap? <laughs> oh my God. Felt like a dagger just fucking poked into my heart. You know, these gorgeous big amethyst stones that I had bought from Peru and brought home with me or brought 
every time I would travel, I would bring home a bunch of crystals. Um, necklaces I was selling for like $25. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, if they're real, they should be way more expensive. And it was just the pure honesty and endearingness of a child. A child doesn't lie. A child speaks what's on her mind, his mind. A child is filterless, right? You know, sometimes it's so funny. Sometimes it's super awkward. But in that moment, I felt like God was speaking to me through this child. And so right then and there, and this is halfway through the concert and thing, I took all the price tags off. I doubled the price of all of it. And I sold more in that second half of the event than I did in the first half. And obviously I made more because I doubled all my prices right then and there. Because I felt like, okay, this is the universe talking to me. Um, and so it, it, the process of seeing our own value and worth through this journey of self-love, it naturally starts to elevate what you see within your own prices of things. You know, if you feel really awkward about charging people and you end up giving things away for free all the time, you know, you are letting your own insecurity with money be transferred over and projected to other people. So if you've been struggling with money, then it creates this projection that you assume everyone is struggling with money. And that is not the case. Okay. That is not the case at all. Okay. So let's look at these. She said, so just reviewing her original thing that she said is, can you talk about money blocks and feeling like you need to give so much more or so much more energy in order to receive. So if we look at money being a currency, you know, it's not even backed by gold anymore. It's literally a currency. I can take a pen and decide that that pen is worth a hundred dollars and sell it and generate and create a hundred dollars in my life. It's kind of insane, you know? And so every time that we are giving, we are creating this natural law of reciprocity that the world will want to give back to us, okay? And so we have to learn how to receive with an open heart by saying, thank you. Yes, thank you. And before we practice this with our own goods or services or products that you're trying to sell, we get to practice this on the basic level of compliments, of support, of Someone saying something nice to you, you know, of someone opening the door for you instead of being like, oh, no, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. Just be, wow, thank you so much. Notice how the world around you is trying to give back to you and catch yourself because now that I'm saying this, you're going to start to notice little situations where someone is trying to give to you, to help you, to compliment you and notice, do you reject it? And if you catch yourself starting to say, oh, this old thing or oh, no, 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 stop, take a deep breath smile and say, thank you. Thank you. And what you can say silently in your mind is I receive, I receive. So I want to give you this affirmation of I'm open to receiving all forms of abundance. I'm open to receiving all forms of abundance. I am worthy of receiving anything the world wants to give me. And the world gives to you through people, through things, through experiences, through a sunset. You know, there's all these different things that the world is trying to give to us. And you get to open up that channel of receiving because you're worthy of it. Because you're allowed to. And we get to also talk about abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset. The scarcity mindset is the belief that there's not enough. There's not enough time. There's not enough resources. Scarcity mindset is, you know, if I receive this, I might be taking from them in a different way. 
And that's really rooted in a lot of arrogance. If you assume that, okay, I need to do extra in order for people to see the value of it, or I'm not going to charge them a certain price because I don't want to put them in a bad spot. That's pretty arrogant to assume that you know how they should best be using their money and their decisions or their words or their the ways that they want to give, right? Wouldn't it be kind of offensive if you go to give to someone and they're like, oh no, this is probably going to put you in a bad spot if you give this to me, please don't. It'd be like, excuse me, you don't know my life. I'm trying to give to you. Let me enjoy this gift of giving, you know? And every time that there's a giver, there's a receiver, and there needs to be an exchange of energy. If you, you know, if you're putting all this time into creating a product or creating a service or creating a program or creating a product like jewelry or art or music, but you are not allowing that currency to circulate and move around, you're going to get burnt out by it. You're going to feel resentful from it. You're not going to feel and it's almost going to be like this prophesizing the reason why you don't want to, you know, charge in the first place is, oh, I'm going to feel burnt out. It's going to be hard, blah, blah, blah. But you got to speak to people's highest, you know, so you got to assume that people are empowered to make the right decisions in their life and that you are not tricking anyone by selling something. Come on, let's give people a little bit more credit. If someone sees the value in something, beautiful. But the most important person that needs to see the value is you, okay? So that brings us to the abundance mindset, the belief that there is enough, that you are enough, there's enough love, there's enough time, there's enough money. These are all infinitely available resources, okay? And when we start to adopt and really integrate the abundance mindset into our mind, body, and soul, then we can start to receive that there's enough and we get to trust that whatever it is that we're wanting to price things at is okay. And that a no doesn't mean that we've done something wrong or that it's the incorrect pricing. It just means not right now, you know? So obviously the more expensive things become, the less amount of people are going to be investing in it right off the bat. But that also allows you to serve or to offer things maybe at a higher level, right? Because what is that money going to do for you in your life? It's going to fuel your joy and excitement for what it is you're already creating and allow you to create more. And so think about spending money as a win-win, you know, and then also this is an important part when you go to spend money, you know, like if you go to pay for something, are you gripping the money before you finally let go of it? Is it really difficult for money to leave your life? Because if, you know, if it's really for money to circulate through your life, if you have a really hard time spending and investing in yourself, or you're like the type of person that never tips, you know, at the coffee shop because you're like, well, they didn't really serve me. They just took my order. You know, little things like that. It's almost like it blocks the the flow that's trying to come in if the flow when it goes out is really difficult to go out. You know, I just have this visual of like having a $100 bill in your hand and paying for a good or service that you want and like gripping that $100 bill to where the person has to literally rip it out of your hands. You know, like I'm a very visual person. And so that's what I imagine. And so start to notice and check in with that. Where are you having resistance and spending money and allowing money to circulate in your life? Because instead of looking at things as a price tag, as, okay, I spend it and the money's gone, start to look at things as a a ROI, a return on investment of what would be the return in my life through money, energy, love, experience by investing in this thing. I use the example of my nails. 
You know, okay, go spend $50 getting a manicure, pedicure, $60 getting a manicure, pedicure. But what's the return on that invested time and money? For me, the return is huge because when I go to sit down and work and I could see my nails looking all cute and funky and fun, it brings me joy. Every time I look at them, it brings me joy. When I get to look down on my toes and see that they look nice and they're pedicured, like, It brings me joy because I'm like, yes, it affirms to every cell in my body that I'm the type of woman that takes care of herself. I'm the type of woman that gets to have fun, funky colors and express myself through my nails, you know? And so that's not the case for everybody, but that's an example for me of there's a massive return on that investment. Like it's almost uh, invaluable, the love and energy and just like joy I get from looking at my nails. Like it goes way beyond that $60, And so you got to trust that if you're selling something, that there is a return on that investment in someone else's life and that they get to choose how they want to spend your money, their money. Like you are, you are, um, simply, it's like an invitation to a party. You give an invitation. If people are able to come, they accept it. You know, so if you're doing a coaching program or if you're, or if you're a chef or if you are a jewelry maker, an artist in any capacity at all. Get clear with yourself on that price. And if it's hard to price yourself, imagine if this was my best friend, what price would I tell her? Okay, and then pull that into your own world. Use that price and think of it like this. This is an invitation to experience what it is that I'm offering. This is the exchange of energy that is required. You know, money, this is the exchange of currency. And I get to invite people into it and I get to honor and respect their decision of it being a yes or a no and not make it about me. Because if there, and maybe you don't sell anything. Okay, well, try again. Go again. Connect with people. Reach out to people. Be in connection, right? People buy from people that they know, like, and trust. And so it starts internally. You got to know yourself, like yourself, and trust yourself in order for people to feel that know, like, and trust factor from you, okay? So notice how you're spending your own money. Notice where you are not receiving whether it be through words, actions, or money, right? Maybe there's someone that's wanted to pay you and you keep telling them no. Ask yourself why, you know? And I remember just getting weird and worried of like, oh, I don't know what people would think of me or I don't want people to think I'm a snob or blah, 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 blah. People have so much more respect and can see the value of what it is you're offering if you yourself see the value in it. And in the beginning, it's a trust muscle, Because in the beginning, if you're brand new to doing something and selling something, you don't actually know the positive effect or the ripple effect that it can have on someone's life. But if you have this itching, burning feeling to do something and it will not go away, then that is a calling for you in your life right now. And you cannot mess up the things that are meant for you. So this is a part of that journey. It's like the fumbling around, figuring out how to own your prices, okay? Like I have coaching programs that are $3,300. And did I go through a little bit of scarcity mindset when I was first doing that? Heck yeah. But I knew the exchange of energy that was going to be a part of that. Cause I'm like, this is a six month coaching program. This is me working with them one-on-one. This is them creating a community and group. And there is a weekly video that is sent out. That's a training video diving into the self-love journey. I'm talking about glow by the way. And so Yes, you can pay up front where it's $3,300 or you can pay monthly and there's a monthly breakdown, you know, but when people invest in themselves at that level, they show up 
right? And then also the way that I'm able to facilitate and able to make it the best experience for them is so much more rewarding because I'm being honest and true about that exchange of energy. I'm not giving, giving, giving and asking so little of them because guess what? They're not going to show up big if I'm not stepping outside of my comfort zone. But I will admit the thing that has made it easy to charge that much money for products and services is because I myself invest that kind of money into myself. I've spent $7,000 on a three-day workshop retreat where, yes, it was all day, but that didn't include the housing, that included the meals, and it was three days all day. And guess what? It changed my life. But it changed my life before I even showed up because the person I had to become in order to invest in myself at that level was a new version of myself I had never met before. It was two days before the retreat and I still had $1,500 payment due. And so what did I do? I got on the phone. I started dialing people one after another and connecting, not with an agenda to sell, but connecting. How are you? How is that business you told me about? What have you been up to? I've been thinking about you. And after about 15 calls, there was one person that's like, I've been meaning to talk to you. I've been wanting to work with you. You know, tell me about your coaching program. And at the time I had a three month private coaching program, private coaching container. And I told her about it. She's like, okay, I want to do that. How much up front? How much, you know, payment plans? Actually, she didn't ask. I'm always the one to say it first. I don't want my clients or potential clients to have to ask for the price because then it gets awkward because it's like, okay, you've shared enough. Now tell me the price. Um, And so, and and when I do share the price, I imagine um, just the neutrality, right? Remember how I said money's not positive, it's not negative, it's neutral, it's a neutral resource. So when I'm communicating the prices, I communicate it in a neutral tone. I don't be like, oh, it's uh, $3,000. You know, I don't say like a question, I don't say, oh, it's... It's, uh, it's, it's $3,000. Like, I don't say it like it's this disappointing thing. I'm like, oh, it's $3,000. Yeah. You want to get started? Right? Assume people have the money to invest in themselves. But if you are not investing in yourself, if you yourself are not investing in yourself, it's very difficult to ask that of other people because you don't know the power of self-investing and the transformation that it creates just by saying yes to something. Okay, so the two days before when that payment was two days before the retreat, that payment was already past due. Someone signed up and it was $1,500 for three months of coaching. They paid up front and that was the exact amount that I needed to pay off that retreat. Okay, a lot of it went on my credit card. I'm not going to lie. Probably about half of it. Okay, around $3,500 of that retreat went on my credit card. The other $3,500 I made and sourced through my business in that six week period of when I found out the retreat was to when the retreat actually started. And, you know, investing in myself at such a high level, I showed up and paid attention and I was all fucking in. Okay. So notice where in your life are you not investing in yourself? And maybe this isn't with your money. Maybe this is you investing in yourself with your time. If you have a craft, an art, a business, something that you want to be selling that you feel like you're giving a lot of energy to, have you spent time with it? Not just in the doing, but spending time with it. I also view it as a relationship. And so it's like, hey, Biz, what do you need? Okay, if you're a chef, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, if you're a coach, spending time with your business because you have needs and your business has needs. 
But if you're, you know, talking to your business or for example, talking to money, imagine if it was just a boyfriend or a relationship and that boyfriend is always like, you know, I see that you're here, but it just never feels like you're actually there for me. And you're like, what do you mean? I'm right here. Yeah. But I don't feel like you're actually there for me. It would get really annoying and old after a while. If you're like, but I am, I'm right here. I'm right here. I've always been here. Every time you've needed me, I've been here. And so oftentimes that same dynamic happens with money is like, Money's always there when you need it, but then it still feels like it's not enough. And so it's that feeling of like, you're never there for me. So how can we start to shift into gratitude for all the times that you figured it out, that the money has shown up, that you've gotten by, maybe you've gotten by, barely sliding by, but you got by, right? And so by giving gratitude for the things that we have, it starts to welcome in more of that. Um, yeah, yeah. And so notice how you are talking about your financial situation. Notice how you are talking about your craft or whatever it is that you are selling, your product, your service, um, and allow that receiving end to be open. Giving, receiving, giving, receiving. It's neutral. One's not better than the other. Obviously, sometimes it feels... No, they both feel really good. It feels great to give. It feels great to receive. And you get to know, feel, and believe that you are worthy of receiving anything the world wants to give you. I am worthy of receiving everything the world has to offer. Put your hand over your heart right now. And if you're alone, say that out loud. I am worthy of receiving anything the world has to offer. Okay. If you're alone, say it in your mind, hand over the heart. I am worthy of receiving anything the world has to offer. I'm worthy of receiving anything the world has to offer. I'm worthy of receiving. I give generously. I receive graciously. I give generously. I receive graciously. You get to own your prices. You get to trust in the transformation it'll create. And if it doesn't work out where it's not creating the transformation you want, you get to, you get to adjust. You get to fine tune. You get to try again, but you don't get to give up. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of talking about money blocks and, and that fear around you know, feeling like you need to give so much or so much more energy in order to receive. You know, if anything, that extra energy you are spending is the energy of the blocks you're putting up that are stopping you from receiving. So affirm to yourself, journal it, write it, and then start to notice the areas in your life that you are rejecting compliments, rejecting things, and start to receive them, right? And if you feel like you haven't been giving, start giving the compliments you want to receive, not in an inauthentic way. But if you see someone wearing something cute and they're a stranger on the road, tell them, be like, Hey girl, your skirt's really cute. Or if you're doing so, or you see someone reading a book that you like being like, Hey, I love that book. Like I just wanted to tell you, you know, or whatever it might be, be verbal and expressive and allow yourself to receive. However, that comes back full circle. And you get to own your prices, okay? The easiest way is to imagine what you would tell a friend to price themselves at. You know, if you knew someone else and they were doing all the back-end work, all the love, all the things that's being poured into it, what price would you set? Okay? Let's not assume that people are struggling with money just because you are, or if you are, because that naturally happens. We start projecting that out, but that is not the case for everyone. Money is abundant. Money is available. Money is an infinite resource, And it is also neutral. It's not good, bad, right, or wrong. 
It's a neutral resource. The only time it becomes good, bad, right, or wrong is when we ourselves place those labels on it. And so we get to extract some of those things that we grew up with, some of that money mindset stuff we grew up with about it being a limited resource because it's absolutely not true. Okay? This doesn't mean that all of a sudden millions are going to come flooding into our life because we wouldn't be ready for it at all. Right, So the journey of investing in yourself, of setting prices that are in alignment with the value that it's providing, that fumbling process and that uncomfortable process is the process of ascending into that person that you are destined to be, right? Or not. It's not going to happen no matter what. It requires us to show up and stretch outside of our comfort zone and see and own the value of what it is that we're doing and come from this loving place, come from this place of just ready to serve, right? But you would be doing them an injustice. You would be like, it would be taking away from what you're doing if you tried to offer it so cheap or offer it at a price or offering it for free, right? You're not allowing people to be a part of that exchange of energy if you're just giving it to them. Sure, there's times for giving and there's times for generosity, but if you find yourself being resentful or if you find yourself without, not being able to pay your bills, not being able to um, you know, run your business, not being able to get your basic necessities because you're giving so much to other people, we get to look at that. Why do you have to suffer, but then you're giving so much to everyone else? What? That doesn't make sense. You are worthy of receiving everything the world has to offer. How could you adjust things in your life? You know, and maybe that's your job. Maybe you're giving so much to your job, but you're struggling with pain. You get to, you, you get to yes, continue to have that loving heart and supportive heart that you have, but you also get to take care of yourself by looking for other resources, other ways, maybe looking for a different job, maybe continuing to have that difficult conversation about a raise and being honest about your situation, that what they're offering is not allowing you to thrive and flourish, you know? And one thing you can do is you can write down, what are all the different ways money can flow into my life? What are all the different channels and am I, and are those channels open? You know, so at one point I remember writing substitute teaching, uh, jewelry, uh, one-on-one coaching, um, like all these random little things, a uh, henna tattoos, like anything that you could possibly make money from, write it down. And then just kind of giving yourself that mental view of, you know, I'm open to receiving throughout all these channels. These channels I declare are open. I am abundant. I am loved. I am worthy, I am worth it. And then you go out and you serve and you give and you create and you allow yourself to be in that state of creation and you allow that energy to keep moving. It's kind of like if you have money that's just been sitting in your account and there's things you want to invest in, but you're just letting it sit there, it's kind of like stagnant water. No one wants to go swimming in stagnant, still water, right? But rushing water, flowing water, or water with currency, that's the kind of water we want to go swimming in. And so I'm a big believer, like when I am doing things in my business, if I realize that I haven't invested in things or I'm not paying for help or delegating things in my business, but I'm in the process of a sales cycle or creating money in my business, I always think, okay, money's got to move. There hasn't been any movement with my money. So who do I get to give money to for a service that I need, right? So like one time I needed help with copywriting for emails 
And I was in the process of selling a retreat and enrolling people into a retreat. But I realized how stagnant money was. I just had money that was just sitting there but not using it. And so I found a copywriter and I paid him. And it just started the movement of money. It's like when you're sitting in the bathtub and your feet are really hot with water, but then your back starts to get cold. On one side, you start to push the water so it starts to circulate around you, right? And so it's the same, it's a similar analogy. Money is a currency. It likes to stay moving. It likes to stay moving. So allow money to flow out and flow in with ease. Flow out and flow in with ease. But you need to set your prices, okay, with things. You need to be clear on what those are. So when someone asks, you can say it with neutrality. You can say it with the calmness of passing the salt at the dinner table without any emotions attached to it of like, oh, I'm sorry, it costs this much, right? Well, it's unnecessary. But when you do that, people pick up on it because you are enrolling people into the value of what it is that you have to offer through the tone of your voice, through your body language, so you get to own it. Even if you need to practice in the mirror saying your prices with a neutral tone, no emotion attached, just, oh, this is how much it costs. Yeah, what do you think? And then you hold the tension because it's only tense for you. They're the ones deciding whether or not they wanna invest in it. So you get to see your value first, okay? All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this solo cast episode of Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe. And again, this entire topic came because of a question someone asked me on Instagram. So if there are things that you have been struggling with or things that you've been curious about, send me a message, send me a DM. I always reply. And I will make a podcast episode specifically for you because if it's something you're experiencing, I can guarantee it's something other people that listen to Joyfully You are also experiencing. So if you loved this episode and you know a friend that needs to hear it, send it to them. If you want to share and declare this episode, take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, tag me at Kelsey Low Show. I will reshare it. Um, Or if you want to continue a conversation about this, send me a DM. That's where I'm always hanging out. All right, guys, thanks for listening to Joyfully You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe, and I will catch you on the next episode. Ciao.